the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. And we are back for the second hour of the restaurant show, Newstalk 710 KNUS. In the last hour, we spoke with uh, Steve Longman of Inside Scoop Creamery in downtown Littleton. I'm going to be at his store at 44th and uh, a little bit east of Sheridan next Saturday. Love to have you come by. Also going to be doing an event with Devil's Cup Coffee, his neighbor up there. So uh, it's on my website at mikeboyle.com. Also, I told you that we would take calls and give away tickets. Jim called. Jim wanted to talk about places to go for seafood. Um, so we talked about the Blue Water Ice, uh, Blue Island Oyster Bar and Grill in Cherry Creek. There's one in Lone Tree. We also talked about Trestle's Coastal Cuisine. And he got talking about eating fish tacos down on the Baja from those little stands. And I was talking to him. I mentioned Rubio's. Rubio's, of course, is out of San Diego, started by Ralph Rubio. Uh, matter of fact, uh, in the San Diego State University Student Center, there is a uh, Rubio's. A taste of Baja, cold beer, flip-flops, and fish tacos. Baja, this is on their website for Rubio's. Remember when we had a bunch of them? We did a bunch of events with them. Um, they didn't last long here, but they're tremendously popular out in Southern California. Baja is more than just a place. It's a state of mind, a vibe, an attitude we bring to everything we do. It's why every bite of our fish taco is like a handheld day at the beach. The best origin stories begin with fish tacos. As a young man, Ralph Rubio went on a spring break trip to San Felipe, Mexico, and came home with a fish taco. San Felipe, if you hold your hand together, your fingers outstretched, and you let your pinky wander off, well, where your three fingers are, that's mainland Mexico. Your pinky would be Baja, California. And in between is the Sea of Cortez, the Marty Cortez. 
And San Felipe is actually not on the Pacific. It's on the Sea of Cortez. Beautiful, beautiful place. They've got shrimp down there. It's a shrimp capital. And they've got shrimp down there that are so large that the first time I saw one in a restaurant, bacon-wrapped, I thought it was a lobster. I mean, it's it's not going to be a place you're going to go. And let me tell you something. It gets hot, hot, hot in the summer. Came home with a fish taco. It wasn't long before he opened up a little walk-in, walk-up, Rubio's Taco Stand in Mission Bay, San Diego in 1983. $270 million fish tacos later, we're still serving up fresh, delicious Baja-inspired food that celebrates our Mexican coastal roots. So anyway, that's a little bit about Rubio's, but it's also a little bit about fish tacos, and uh, it's a little bit about the Baja, which is absolutely... And, and you know what? I'm not just talking about getting on Highway 1 and driving down in your Winnebago. I'm talking about stopping in Quiero Negro. I'm not talking about stopping in Puerto Escondido and some of those towns where there's a bunch of expats wearing white shoes and uh, playing golf. I'm talking about Bahia de Los Angeles. Anyway, give me a call, 303-696-1971. I'll tell you what you get if you give me a call on the restaurant show. We just did a spot for Rob and Carol Hoffman with Keller Williams Realty. They're, they're a couple of realtors that do um, extra stuff. They'll have an ice cream social over at their office, or they'll pass out uh, a nice pumpkin pie to everybody that's their client at Thanksgiving. You know what? They called me up and they said, Mike, we're going to mail you three pairs of tickets for the Rockies on Sunday, August 20th. And the tickets will be for the rooftop reserved area. You know where it is. It's kind of a neat area. And for each ticket, not only do you get admitted to the ball game, but it gives you a $6 concession credit. So uh, they said, uh, do you have some folks you'd like to give them to, some sponsors, some uh, whatever? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to get rid of those, but... uh, you might want to, pardon me, stay tuned in over the next few weeks to see, uh, well, it won't be a few weeks, over the next week or so to figure out how I am going to get those out. A couple of weeks ago, for graduation at the University of Wisconsin, uh, J.T. Watt, uh, former football player, um, was asked to give the commencement address. And he is familiar with a brewery there called New, and it's G-L-A-R-U-S, Glarus, Glarus Brewing Company. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to put a beer. The graduation ceremony was going to be held in the football stadium, 75,000 people. He wanted to 
arrange for every single seat in the stadium underneath to have a new Glarus Brewing Company Spotted Cow Ale. Um, I've never heard of it. I had never tried it. But I thought, you know what, that was a pretty neat idea. Well, obviously, the uh, you know, if there's anybody more gutless than school administrators, I want to know who they are. But said, well, no, we can't do this. Oh, my God, you know, what about liability and blah, 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 blah. So he said, how about if we give a certificate um, so that they can go get one? No, we can't do that as well. So I had never heard of it, but I've got a listener uh, in Colorado Springs that is from Wisconsin. And um, when I was at Louis Pizza this morning doing my boiled meal deal down there, she brought me. Wisconsin's original farmhouse ale is artisan brewed and canned by the hardworking employee owners here at New Glarus. Spotted Cow adheres to the Reichbart purity law using only four all-natural ingredients, yeast, hops, water, malted barley. Yeast remains in the can to enhance the fullness of flavors. It is naturally cloudy. Expect this ale to be fun, fruity, and satisfying. You know you're in Wisconsin when you see the spotted cow. So anyway, um, she heard me mention that and brought me a couple of these. I have not tried it yet. I will be getting it ice cold and um, probably not today, Probably fairly soon. 303-696-1971. Today and tomorrow are the only two days that I am going to give listeners that take the time to call the station two tickets to the Taste of Douglas County. You call up, you talk to the producer, you give your mailing address and your name, and then you go on the air. And you tell me about a restaurant where you've been, maybe a movie you've seen, maybe a book that you've read, and uh, I will mail the tickets. I'll get them in the mail probably Monday or Tuesday. You'll have them by Wednesday or Thursday. The event is a week from Thursday, once again the 17th, 5 o'clock until 8 o'clock, the Douglas County Event Center, presented by Pepsi, restaurants like Shake Shack and Dickie's Barbecue. Black Eyed Pea will be there. Freddy's Steak Burger, Little Caesars Pizza, Old North End Italian. Crave will be joining us again this year. Rockyard Brewery, Courtyard Social, and many, many more. Pizza Hut, Arlene's Beans out of Monument. Um, by the way, speaking of restaurants that won't be joining us, um, Castle Rock has a new Prime Age Steakhouse called The Famous. And uh, there's one in Colorado Springs on Tejon Street, beautiful old historic building. The owners took over the three-story building at I-25 and exit 184. Those are the Castle Rock factory outlets. And um, they, it took a long time to remodel, get it the way they wanted it. But they opened on July 3rd. Place looks absolutely beautiful. I have not eaten there yet. Um, but I have eaten at the one in Colorado Springs. They do an exceptional job. They've got an executive chef named Brian Sack, and uh, S-A-C-K, 
And I talked to him this week, and he said, Mike, we're too new to participate in the Taste of Douglas County this year, but you can certainly put us down for next year. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings, they're going to be there. I think Buffalo Wild Wings does a great job. I'm really getting to the point where I just really like that Buffalo Ranch flavoring. You know, you go to one of these macaroni and cheese places like I Heart Mac and Cheese. I love mac and cheese. And, God, you ask them to make it for you with the buffalo sauce and some blue cheese crumbles. It is really, really good. So, okay, so anyway, we've got time for a couple calls. 303-696-1971. Give me a call. Talk about whatever you feel like talking about. I'm going to share with you a couple books. I'm going to share with you a couple TV shows. All that when we come back on The Restaurant Show. 303-696-1971. All right, 24 minutes after 4 o'clock here on the Restaurant Show. Happy to have you aboard. I found a travel writer's most underrated states. Uh, I just told you about this brewing company in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to be trying one of their beers. Uh, Hey, when I go on the road, when I go traveling, I like to try something a little bit local, whether it's a restaurant, typically a historic restaurant, a place that's been around for a while. You know, I was just out in La Quinta, California, and uh, there's one in Palm Springs, there's one in La Quinta, a Sherman's Deli. And, man, it is a real deli. The food is absolutely to rate. The sandwiches are huge. Just a lot, a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Wisconsin is one of the most underrated states, 10, according to these travel writers, 10 states that are the most underrated states to visit. Hey, I understand that we have uh, my nephew, Jason Torres on the line, and uh, he wanted to invite you out Tuesday to the Garlic Knot on West Chatfield, just west of Kipling. We are, I shouldn't say that, he is doing a fundraiser for the Chatfield Chargers youth football team. And you know what? When it comes to kids and when it comes to sports, I am all in. He said, Uncle Mike, would you mind mentioning it on the air? And I said, no. I was there last year when we did the Dakota Ridge Eagles, and I will be there this Tuesday. And I'm going to do something special for people that come out that day. Yes, it will be mostly the parents Mostly the kids, the siblings, maybe a couple aunts, a couple uncles, a few grandparents. But um, I'll do something for the people that show up and want to do something about a ticket to the Taste of Douglas County coming up on August 17th. Jason, are you with me? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. So uh, are you excited about Tuesday? Absolutely. So we were actually at, we had our first uh, high school inter-squad game today. We were there all morning. We had a gathering uh, today over at King Carl Valley Ranch Park with the entire football organization from high school all the way down to the youth level. Uh, about 150, 250 people showed up there. So, yeah, we're ready to go. We're, we want to get these kids as much exposure as we can, and we want to get them as much gear. Uncle Mike graciously donated 
to us so we can get some bags for our kids. They're, they love all of them. The, the parents are shocked that we're able to do all this stuff, but it wouldn't happen without each and every one of your listeners and especially my Uncle Mike. So I, I thank you guys, and I appreciate you guys all, and we're, we're super excited to get going. So we had our first week of practice, and we're ready to go. You know what, Jason? I think that sports, whether you play them, watch them on television, I think that every kid in America, that's pretty all-inclusive, would be better off if they just participated in something competitive. And if it's not football and it's not soccer, maybe debate. Because sports, Jason, whether you like it or not, teaches you about life. There's a winner and a loser. And you can do anything you want about participation awards, but when you go in real life for an interview and there's one job and two, five, ten, twenty applicants, there's going to be one quote-unquote winner. doesn't mean the other folks are losers, but it means that they came in second place. And that's why, folks, if you can get your kids off the Xbox and get them out of the basement and get them in to any sort of participation sports. That's why when I leave September 6th and go to Mexico, I'll be taking, with a group of listeners, I'll be taking another 400 pounds, about $10,000 worth of baseball equipment because we're going out on the Yucatan to a couple Mayan villages and help get youth baseball started on the Yucatan. Jason, I know you feel the same way about youth sports. How did you get involved with uh, coaching these teams? Um, honestly, man, the, the area that I'm in over here where it's big Columbine, Dakota Ridge, Chatfield, kind of like rivalry over here. And I've, I've, I've dabbled in all the little associations over here. I've always wanted the best for my kids. And I've always wanted them to really land somewhere where I trust what's kind of going on. And this is kind of where we've, it's a really great area over here. And the way the style of coaching is different in different areas, but I've always wanted the best for my kids. And my father coaching me coming up, I mean, always having the support of my family. I know what's right and wrong, and we've found a really happy, really happy place right now. And we're super, super happy to be with the Chatfield Chargers. So they're really taking us under our wing, and they're giving these kids the support that they need in the community. They're putting their faces out there where they need to be. And, you know, it's the competitive thing. They're, these kids are learning it, and it's, it's, it's different. This generation is, is very, very different from Uncle Mike's generation to my generation generation x the millennials we want to teach these kids good morals and good techniques moving forward and that's that's why i got into into youth coaching for sure and you know what as a parent you know one of the things that i learned was that uh you know that song by uh, uh harry chapin cat in the cradle when are we get when are we going to do something dad there'll be time and you know what it slips away and I will tell you this, that I decided to make time for my daughter and all her sporting activities. And the satisfaction that you will get from what your kids are doing, regardless of the level of accomplishment, it doesn't match the satisfaction that you will get also as a parent. And there's nothing wrong with doing something good for the kids if you're doing something, if you're getting a little bit of benefit from from it. And by the way, folks, I want to let you know that not only is he involved in youth football, but uh, Jason, um, Navy veteran, 
USS Constellation until it was decommissioned. Then he helped take the Ronald Reagan around from Norfolk down around around Virginia, uh, from Virginia around the Horn over to San Diego, uh, Persian Gulf, and uh, now serves his country proudly as an ICE agent. So uh, he's got plenty of stuff to do, and he puts his money where his mouth is. Jason, when we go to Garlic Knot, when we meet at Garlic Knot on Tuesday and spend our $12, and we get our pizza and our Garlic Knot and our sodas, Garlic Knots and sodas, $5 of every 12 will go to the team. What does that money go for? Does it help defray expenses to be in the league? Does it help with the uniforms? What is the money going to go for? So a lot of these kids, um, honestly, so we, we got a lot of the gear and stuff kind of secured for this year. Um, we do need a couple other pieces, but, I mean, it, it, the, the economy now is really hard, so... We, we try and keep, like, a little scholarship fund, and, like, some of these kids, like, with uniforms, I mean, uniforms are $200 now, just to, and that doesn't include registration. Registration's close to $500. So a lot of this money goes to these kids that are, you know, underprivileged, and we want to get in the program. They want to play football. They want to be into sports. So a, a lot of that money is going to go back to our fund for next year for a lot of these kids that just couldn't afford it. We paid for three kids this year. We had a scholarship fund that we started with Chatfield. We got some money from there. But a lot of that money goes towards that, to making sure these kids can actually get on the field and do something that they have a passion for. And that's what it's about, is developing a passion and making them love the game like I grew up loving the game and stuff like that. So that's where a lot of this money is going to go to. Yeah, we'll need a couple pads and stuff like that, but – that's not the majority of it. A lot of it's going to go for getting these kids new uniforms, you know, matching face masks, stuff like that, and then getting these kids on board that want to play and then just aren't their parents just aren't there financially at this point. So, you know, um, getting back to the baseball equipment that I take to the Dominican Republic for years, and now I'm taking to Mexico. Um, sometimes I've had some extra equipment, and I remember going down. I contacted. I went. I looked up the poorest county. Uh, in Colorado, and one of them was La Junta, down around the La Junta area. So I called the school down there, and I got put in touch with, and when it's a small town, (laughs) somebody might be the vice principal, the science teacher, the math teacher, the baseball coach, the assistant basketball coach, all rolled into one, and he said, yes, we can use some equipment for our little league program down here. And I drove down there and took the equipment to him, and he was telling me, Jason, that when they had the program that was free, when anybody that could wanted to could play, they had 12 teams. They announced that everybody was going to have to pay a $40 registration fee. And like I said, this is an area where the average income is about $15,000, $16,000, $17,000 a year when I did it. It might be up a tick now. But he said that when it went from zero to $40, they went from 12 youth teams to four. So, you know... If we have a chance to come out on Tuesday and just eat a whole bunch of pizza (laughs) and garlic knots that are absolutely terrific um, and get to see some of these kids and enthusiastically be there, uh, I think that that's something we can do. Jason, I'll go ahead and let you go. I'll see you at the garlic knot. What are the hours at the garlic knot on Tuesday? 
we're going to be there from 5 to 7. So only a couple hours. So please bring your family, bring your friends. We would, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much for all your time and for Uncle Mike's time. I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. And what I would say is if you say, well, Mike, there's youth football teams where I live. My nephew, my niece, my whatever is on a youth sports program. Fine, you don't have to come to the Garlic Knot. Support those programs. It'll come back to us in many, many ways. we got to go ahead and take a break on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. And that is the leader of the band. One of my favorite songs, 303-696-1971. We just did a spot for veteran windows and doors. My neighbor, we had, and I'm sure you probably have had it over the last couple months, one of those rainstorms in Castle Rock, um, I believe it was Wednesday night, maybe Thursday. It was impressive. I mean, the street in front of my house was like a river, not in the gutters. I'm talking about all the way across. And she said to me, she said, Mike, you know, I've got a couple windows that I think are leaking and I'd like to get them checked. I said, call veteran windows and doors because they'll come out and they won't try to, they'll be happy to sell you the whole house. But the house I know she lives in has good windows but maybe this rain was – maybe they just need a new seal or something like that. So I'm glad to have both HBS Trash Services and Ventral Windows supporting the uh, show and the taste of Douglas County. But if you need a window or two or three or five, call Veteran Windows and Doors. I know Steve and Michelle from Black Eyed Pea. They love these people. All right, 303-696-1971. Let's go to Dennis and Morrison. Dennis, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks for the, taking my call. Pleasure. Um, you know, uh, my, my wife and I and uh, my son and grandson, we went out to a restaurant. It's Chain. It's called Lazy Dog uh, yeah. Bar, bar and uh, Saloon, I think it is. But uh, it's it's where CB and Potts used to be, uh, 470 and Broadway. And it was, I'd never been in one. They've been around quite a few years. But it was, what a refreshing experience. The, the, the atmosphere is... It almost reminds me of the claim jumper, but a little more modern. And uh, uh, the service was great. Um, big, big booths. You know, these restaurants build these booths that they're, they're for four, but they're like for three. <laughs> and uh, uh, and the booths, they've got these beautiful upholstered booths. It's a pretty big restaurant. Very nice bar, great beer selection. Um, and they have a nice patio. It's dog friendly. Um it's it's owned by the people that started Mimi's Cafe in Orange County, the Sims family. One of the kids started it up, and uh, I think there's four four or five of them out here. But it was it was a very refreshing experience. You know, a lot of people see a, a chain restaurant go up and they just pass it by, which I had done for a year. I think they've been open for a year now. But uh, I surely recommend it. They they have a big menu. Um, they run some nice lunch specials for ten bucks. And they also do TV dinners to go, like a TV dinner you'd see in a store. They're like $10. So, huh. uh, but uh, uh, 
uh, nice place. And, uh, and it's in Highland Ranch, so you have a lot of listeners in Highland Ranch, and I, I highly recommend it. I think Lazy Dog does a nice job. They're actually, if I recall, out of Seattle. They've got about 35 restaurants now, uh, primarily in the uh, southwest area. Uh, west and southwest area. What did you have for lunch, Dennis? What were some of the meals that you folks had? I had a half sandwich. It came with fries, and it also came with a salad, a wedge salad. And you'd think they'd give you this little crummy wedge salad. It, it was $10, and it was a lot of places get $14, $15 for a wedge salad now. It was really nice. I could have just eaten that. Charlene, she had one of their bowls. They have some Asian bowls. My grandson had uh, their ribs, their St. Louis ribs, uh, a full rack of those. He ate them all. And uh, uh, my son had, I think he had a burger without a bun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's probably he's probably 17 years old, and he'd still be there eating if you let him, right? Yeah, and, you know, r- real quick, I'll, I want to throw something in here talking about athletes. Being an athlete, lead, and being a winner, and getting involved. My grandson, he goes to Grandview High School. It's the biggest high school I've ever seen, 5,000 students. And uh, he's, he'll be a junior this year. Um, he was kind of a little introvert, you know, you're going to a big giant high school, you're going to fit in. He started running, and he went out for their cross-country team. He ran uh, varsity cross-country as a freshman, and he runs varsity track as a freshman. And it opened a whole world for him, not not only physically and um, um, him kind of coming out of his shell, but he, he, as a freshman, he knew all the seniors, and they take him to football games. And it was – he's a, a, a totally changed person. He's a brilliant kid, too. But uh, 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 he runs like seven miles every day. And, and, it, uh, helped, uh, and, and it helped him develop a confidence um, that – he will take with him as he goes on. Yeah, when he shakes my hand now, it's like he shakes my hand like a man. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've, I've seen it firsthand. Plus, it's really brought us together closer as a family because we get to go to the meets and see my son and all of that other kind of good stuff. So uh, uh, just I just thought I'd throw that in. You know, and Dennis and I are about the same age. And, you know, when you got out of high school and college and got married and went to work and you're trying to buy a condo, and we're talking 50 years ago, maybe less than that, 40 years ago, um, then you're trying to buy a, trying to get married and you're trying to get pregnant and you're trying to buy a house and you're working hard. You know, when all of a sudden my daughter came along when I was 43 years old. And not one of my 43-year-old, 44, 45-year-old buddies that had 22-year-old kids said that they spent enough time with their kid. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to spend a lot of time with my kid. <laughs> maybe, maybe too much for as far as she was concerned. But I think that if you didn't have a chance to do it as a parent, as a grandparent, what Dennis is saying I'm telling you, Steve Saunders from Coors goes to all his grandkids' stuff. Brad Mansky, that ran the View House restaurants for years, drives his grandson all over because he's quite a high school baseball player on some of those traveling teams. And I think that, just like Dennis says, 
that it brought them a little closer together, I think that it will bring the entire family together. Dennis, good call. Um, we'll get you a couple of tickets to the Taste of Douglas County. Make sure we have your address, okay? Okay. All right, thank nice you, comment. Three, uh, thank you. 3036. Let's go to Deb. Deb in. Deb in. I don't know where Deb is. Where are you, Deb? <laughs> Welcome Centennial. to Centennial. Happy to have you aboard, Deb. We're glad to have you. What's going on with you? Oh, I just wanted to let you know I was at uh, Angelo's Taverna down on You know Santa what? Fe. By the way, by the way, before I lose my train of thought, and I think that what I've said about sports also applies to if you want to go to your kids' choir or dance or gym or ballerina. All I'm saying, you know what? You got to be involved. You got to be there for them. And all I'm going to say, <clears throat> thank God, my daughter was a jock because if she'd have been a, if she'd have been a ballet. I'd have gone, but man, I wouldn't have liked it. Um, so, <laughs> so go ahead, Deb. I'm sorry. I wanted, oh, that's I just wanted okay. To, and I don't care if it's Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, but you know what? Get in the game, parents and grandparents. Don't you agree, Deb? I totally agree. I have seven. They're all in sports, um, music, uh different programs at their schools, you know, for academics, and sure. I don't miss a thing. Not a girl. Good girl. What can yes. I do for you? Yeah, um, I was at, talking uh, about a restaurant when I interrupted you. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Angelo's Taverna down on Santa Fe. Where is Angelo's Taverna on Santa Fe? It is right next to the Breckenridge Brewery. Oh, in that uh, in that kind of nice shopping center there that looks kind of very western and woody and stuff like that. Well, it, it's south of that. Um, okay. the, actually, the only other thing in there is a, a landscape company. <laughs> it's kind of a dirt road back in there, and <laughs> I think it's it's been there a long time, like at least eight years, I'd say. And the Carboy Winery is hooked onto it. I know, I know exactly. I, matter of fact, I think I've been there. Yeah, that's that's oh, yes. the center. That, that's the center that I was talking about. You oh, have to okay. turn off of Santa Fe and go down. And if you were to go, if you were to go farther, you'd run into the Platte and you'd run into the bike path down yes. there. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, yep. And, and it's so good. It's just so delicious. And they have that great patio out front. You know, when it gets cooler, they have the big fire pit in there. Um, and the wines that I've tried, their house wines, were just really delicious. I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think that there is some relationship to the old Angelos that used to be on Sixth Avenue years and years ago. What do you eat yes. when you go there, Deb? Okay. I always wondered if that was the same. Um, I had a. Uh, uh, a pasta dish that was garlic butter lemon with um, capers and shrimp and I can't remember what all else but it I try to get something different every time and every time I've had something delicious can can you is there anything you know you could put 
garlic lemon butter with caper on a mud sandwich, and it would taste. <laughs> I, I just don't you just love garlic and lemon butter and capers? Oh man! Absolutely, but I also love their red sauce. Their red sauce is really very good. If I send you two tickets, will you come down for the taste of Douglas County? Absolutely. Well, you're a delight. Make sure we get you on hold. Make sure we get your address, and they'll be in the mail to you by the middle of the week, okay? All right. Thank you so much. All right. Nice talking to Deb. Thank you. Let's take a break on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. The devil went down to Georgia. That is one of travel writers of America, most underrated states. We might talk a little bit about that tomorrow when we come back from 10 o'clock until noon. Uh, Deb just called and said that she had pasta with garlic, lemon, butter, and capers. Don't you just love a grilled chicken breast with lemon, butter, garlic, and capers? Let's go to Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time to call. Uh, good afternoon. Say you mentioned in Seattle 35 restaurants. I mentioned that uh, I believe that Lazy 35? Dog started. That's all there no, is? I, no, 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 no. Lazy Dog. He was calling about Lazy Dog. Uh-huh. And um, and I said I, they started, I believe, in Seattle, and they now have about 35 uh, on the West Coast and down through the Southwest. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I thought possibly that the Seattle they made it through all that upset over the last few years up there in the restaurant scene. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. However, however they run that city and try to run it into the ground, there's still more than 35 restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I would tell you sure. Well, good. Thanks a lot. Your program is so informative to us that really do follow the restaurant scene and have observed it the many emanations of it over the decades here in this country, and you know keep this current. Thank, thank you so much for listening. Are you, would you like to join us at the Taste of Douglas County? Well, buddy, what, what do you got for me? I'll take anything if it's free. That's my state in life right now. I'm kind of an elder and everything, and, yeah, I'd be interested. Put you on hold. Blake will get your information. Okay, Rick? Thank, thank you, you, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, we're coming up at 4.56. We are running out of time, but that doesn't mean that we don't have more for you coming on News Talk 710 KNUS. Randy Corcoran will take over at 5 o'clock. I understand we have Randy. Randy, first of all, on a personal note, I want to welcome you back. You've had some uh, difficult personal uh, circumstances, and I'm glad that uh, uh, you have been able to address those and uh, have come back with us here at KNUS. What do you have for us tonight? Well, Mike, coming up, um, I'm just in, just flew in here from the Republican Colorado GOP State Central Committee meeting where a new vice chairman was elected. Uh, where several bylaws uh, were voted on, and one vote is still going on on a controversial thing called the Bonniewell Amendment. So we'll get uh, probably some of the winners in. The new uh, vice chair, I think, will be calling in, and um, uh, I'm going to try and get the chair if he's still standing by the time that this thing is over. 
And then the uh, the last thing is, I don't know if you know Tamara Farah, uh, Barry and Tamara Farah from uh, down your way, I think. But she's got an article in Town Hall called Parents Beware, SEL and Whole Child Manipulate Your Kids. And she goes through a great history of what's been going on in our schools and uh, how it's impacting our children. And uh, we're going to have her on in the 6 o'clock hour. Randy, you know, we... And maybe it's because I listen to KNUS, maybe it's because I'm a Republican, maybe it's because I'm white, right-leaning, but we always hear about the Republican Party, and we're going to have a new chairman, we're going to have a new vice chairman, but this vice chairman doesn't like that vice chairman, and so forth and so on. Do the Democrats go through some of those internal struggles as well just asking out of curiosity because all i hear about is the republicans and some of the challenges that the party faces well i think it's safe to say that the democrats go through this um very similarly to the way the republicans do the difference is that uh, they manage to keep their differences behind closed doors and when they Mm. come out they are aligned um, Republicans are stubborn. We're individualists. We are, we have our opinions. We darn well going going to share them. And you know, you saw Democrats in turmoil when uh, Bernie Sanders was knocked out by Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, basically taken off the ballot and all the crazy things that can happen. But the Democrats and and this sort of aligns, in my opinion, with uh, the way they want to live their lives. They they act better as a group than I think Republicans ever will. I, and I think that that's an, I think that's a very nicely put assessment of it. Yeah, the Democrats when they come out of that room, the way I always say it, Randy, is their candidate may be a son of a bitch, but he's their son of a bitch. Yeah, that's and true. and the and the Republicans, well, I don't agree with this, and I don't agree with that, and that's why I tell people, when the primary season is all over. Whether my guy got the nomination or not, I pull the R lever because that will be better for the country. And if it's better for the country, the state, the county, the town, it's going to be better for me. Randy Corcoran, very nicely put. We're looking forward to having you come up at 5 o'clock. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank those of you that took the time to call today, Dennis and Deb and Rick and... uh, Whoever else, I'll get you tickets to the Taste of Douglas County. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Make Randy Corcoran a part of it. I'm Mike Boyle. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock with another edition of the Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 U.S. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.